Hey guys, welcome to my podcast. Let's go. My name is Jada. I am a graphic designer and content creator. I'm also a Taurus. I decided to start a podcast because I have a lot to say. I'm always talking and so I just kind of want to use this as a platform to get things off my mind, chat with you guys, and express myself. I haven't come up with a name for the podcast yet, so if it has a title now, I came up with it after recording this episode. I'm not sure how long my episodes are going to be. I'm thinking like 30 minutes with just me and maybe an hour with a guest, which would be really cool. I really want to talk about life and vulnerability and what it's like working a 9 to 5, being in school, talking about college. I've just got a lot to say about life in general. And I'm sure that there are people out there who want some questions answered, so I would love to do that for you guys. This first episode is just kind of an intro to me, an intro to my interests, kind of what I've got going on. So the most important thing about me is I have a dog named Milo and a cat named Otis, and they are my best friends. And I love to take care of them and spend time with them. They're the sweetest animals ever. I have a little orange cat, and then I have an Aussie blue healer. We also have a bearded dragon here at the house, as well as another cat named Salad and a fish named Arnold. So I'm living at a little zoo, and it's amazing. I've never really been an animal person until I got a dog, and now whenever I see any animal, I just am obsessed with them. And I've had Milo for like two and a half years now, and he was actually my first ever pet. I never had a dog growing up. I never had a family dog, never had a family cat. And back in 2021, my mom got a dog and named him Oscar, and he was just eight weeks old. And the funny story about how I got Milo is that my ex-boyfriend had gotten Milo from Craigslist. And first of all, adopt, don't shop. But he had gotten Milo from Craigslist, took him home, and his roommate was like, if you keep that dog, I'm moving out. And his landlord was like, if you keep that dog, you're moving out. So he technically wasn't even allowed to have a dog. And he was like, what am I going to do with him? I don't know who can take him. And I was living in Lincoln at the time, and my ex was living in Seward, which is just 45 minutes west of here. On a whim, I was like, I'll take him. So I picked Milo up, took him home. He threw up on me on the drive home, and I should have known in that moment that that's how my relationship with this crazy-ass dog was going to go, was just challenging and Milo is a good dog but he's really just too smart for his own good so he gets into trouble a lot and he's a counter surfer he's a chew chewer toilet water drinker he's like your classic all-american dog doing all of the all-american silly dog things which is silly and it's manageable and I've had a trainer come by once she helped me train Milo in his manners because when he would greet people he would always jump on them but now he just body slams them instead. He, When someone walks in the house, he grabs a toy and makes this ridiculous sound and just body slams people. So it's better than him jumping, I suppose. My cat Otis was a farm cat at my grandpa's farm. And my grandpa actually shares a farm with my uncle. And they both work on it together. And one day, me and my little brother were visiting my grandpa while my cousins were at work. And we went to the farm and we saw that the farm cats had a litter of kittens. And there was black and white ones and there was all white ones and there was one orange cat. 
And someone had told me after I got Otis that orange cats are notoriously statistically less intelligent than other cats, which makes sense why he was the only one we could catch because the rest of them were hiding or running away, very apprehensive of humans. But we snatched Otis up and I was like, Grandpa, can I take this cat? Like, I've been wanting another dog lately, but a cat will do. And he was like, yeah, you can have him. So I took the cat home and it's been magical ever since. But those are my pets. I currently live in Lincoln. I go to school at UNL. I don't know if I should be sharing these personal details, but I won't be living here for very long. My little brother is actually coming to go to school at UNL too. And so I'm really excited for that in August. I'm gonna force him to hang out with me every day, even if he doesn't want to, but he'll be fine. <laughs> I'm also a collector. I collect plants and crystals and cute little dishes and artwork. I love to make art. I actually sell prints and then I also sell poetry books on Amazon. So those are linked on my website. If you guys want to take a look, I can link my website down below in the description. I am a graphic designer. I am getting a double degree in graphic design and business administration with a major in marketing. And I actually low-key always wanted to be a studio artist instead because I really love the fine arts. I love sculpting and painting and drawing. And I can be pretty good at them if I put my mind to it. But when they're just hobbies, it's hard for me to really give it my all and create stuff I'm proud of. So I had always wanted to be a studio art major. But after transferring from Concordia University, which is in Seward, I was too many credits deep into the marketing path to fully switch over to studio art. Even though I'll be in school for five and a half years at this point, I probably would be in school for the same amount of time if I had switched to studio art anyways. But you live and you learn. I have hobbies that can kind of fulfill that studio art mentality that I have. I recently started an art club which is really exciting. We're gonna meet on Tuesdays at seven. If you wanna join, just let me know. DM me or Snapchat me and I'll add you to the group chat. But it's just gonna be a space where me and my friends can come and make art and critique each other if we want and just be creative. And I'm also doing it where people can bring alcohol if they wanna drink. Personally, I don't drink. I recently just posted a YouTube video about why and, in general, drinking just kind of makes me sad. I will have one beer and just be down for the count and be emotionally unstable for the next however long, which is annoying. So I kind of stay away from drinking. I stay away from the bars. Not very many good things have happened to me at the bars, so it's kind of better that way. <laughs> Jesus, recording for longer than like five minutes is very different than recording a YouTube video where you can cut and clip and edit some of my passions are obviously art, YouTube. I love posting on social media. I love Instagram. I like posting on my Snapchat story. I think I just like attention, honestly, but I also do it for myself in a way where I post to create an aesthetic that I like or I post YouTube videos because I like to record and I like to edit. I'm not really sure about my audience. I have 109 subscribers, which is honestly so much more than I ever thought I would have, which is really exciting. The goal is to blow up one day and be able to share my thoughts, my opinions, my wisdom with the world. 
I'm really inspired by the way Emma Chamberlain rose to fame. I think that's really cool. But I relate most to the YouTuber Sarah Baska, and I talked about this in my 100 subscribers special on my YouTube channel, but Sarah Baska is so funny, and I feel like she's one of the most genuine people I've seen on YouTube in a really long time. And she's played Life is Strange, which is like a video game on the, her Xbox that is a decision-making game. When she was releasing those, I was watching them as they would come out. And on the last episode, she had an absolute meltdown because she got the worst ending possible because there's like seven different endings that you can get in Life is Strange 2. And she got the worst one. And she was crying and crying because she had also been going through like a really hard breakup. And when I watched that video of her, I was so emotional with her because I had been going through a hard breakup and I just cried and cried and cried as she sobbed to the ending of Life is Strange 2. So I just feel very connected to her and I relate to her a lot. And I listened to her and Caitlin Ray's podcast when it was coming out. And the thing about listening to podcasts for me is that I used to work in the fields as a detasseler, roger, cleaner for this company over the summer. And I did it for two summers in a row. But you walk through these cornfields and you're knocking down rogue corn stalks and you're pulling tassels and you're cleaning up these fields. And there's nothing to do but listen to music or listen to a podcast. So I always relate listening to podcasts to being in a hot, sticky cornfield covered in corn rash, wearing sweatpants because you don't want to get corn rash on your legs, not being able to see over the top of the corn and just vibing, like just walking up and down corn row after corn row after corn row. If someone were to listen to this podcast during their detasseling time, I think that would be so funny and it would be very full circle for me. So if you're in Nebraska and you listen to podcasts and you detassel in the summers, listen to this one because that'd be kind of funny and it would bring me a lot of fulfillment. And I'm just telling you what to do, so you better do it. Damn, we're already 10 minutes in. That's lit. Some podcasts that I do listen to are Rhett and Link's Ear Biscuits. I watched them a lot when I was growing up on Good Mythical Morning. And so when I listen to their podcasts, I just feel so nostalgic and so connected to these two middle-aged men with kids. I think I want to touch on some topics in this episode and then dive deeper into them in further episodes. But Rhett and Link's deconstruction of their Christian faith really influenced my own personal deconstruction of my own Christian faith, which is really interesting because I don't know. I wouldn't say that they influenced me to stop being a Christian, but they definitely opened my eyes to some of the questions that I had been having as a Christian. And they really clarified a lot of things for me. And the fact that they both went through it together and they were such devout Christians and then turned around and became secular and heathens. That's not what I'm saying. They turned around and really dove into the root of why they believed what they believed. And so when I did that in turn, it really just changed my whole perspective. And so listening to Rhett and Link's podcast is really eye-opening for me every time I do it. So I would listen to Rhett and Link in the fields, and I would also listen to Sarah Baska and Caitlin Ray's podcast, Hey Brother. And when they stopped recording it, I would listen to it over and over and over. I would listen to episodes repeatedly and just hearing certain stories and listening to their experiences as YouTubers was always just kind of inspiring for me too. And 
their vulnerability and their explanations and their lives were just really inspiring to me as well. I also listen to the Tiny Meat Gang podcast sometimes with Cody and Noel, and I think they're very funny, but I also think that the Tiny Meat Gang podcast is more for boys because they do a lot of fart jokes and sex jokes, and they're funny. I watch Cody Co's videos and Noel's videos pretty frequently whenever they post, but their podcast is a little less urgent for me to watch. I also tried to listen to Bailey Sarian's Dark History podcast, but in my opinion, it was a little overproduced. And I really like her murder mystery and makeup videos because they're a little more casual. So the Dark History podcast is another good one, but the topics also just aren't as interesting to me as true crime is when it comes to her YouTube videos. I think another goal of this podcast is to make people feel less alone. I know a lot of the times that I listen to podcasts and I relate to them, it really just makes me feel better when I'm feeling down or I'm feeling alone or lonely or isolated. Having someone to talk to you with a podcast is really intimate. I feel like it's very romantic and maybe we're about to kiss and start a family and grow old together. But I think that podcasts are a really cool way to just relate to other people and find your niche and that's what I do on TikTok too. My TikTok feed is literally so curated to me. I know for a fact my phone is listening to me because I'll literally watch one YouTube video about Colleen Ballinger being a groomer and then the next thing I know everyone is doing animatronic cosplay to her apology song. So I really like TikTok for that reason that it, it really does make me feel like my experiences are universal. But I also am such an individualist and I need to have my own personal experience and I don't like being like everyone else because I have a huge ego. So when I feel related to, I also feel a little insecure because I like to think that I'm special and I like to think that my experiences are unlike anyone else's. And Honestly, they are, but it's easy to find your niche in terms of your values and your opinions on social media. And I think that's why social media is so important is because there's so many people out there with so many different interests and it's important to find community. I saw this TikTok one time that was talking about how humans were invented or evolved or whatever to live in community and have community and there was this I don't know if it was a study or it was an experiment or just some research but I saw this TikTok one time that this girl was saying angry tears biologically fall faster than sad tears and sad tears kind of roll slowly down your face and the reason for that is so that other people can see when you're crying when you're sad like the reason that your tears fall slow is so that they're visible to other people to show that you're sad and that they're there to comfort you. And so I think that that's really, it's really cute. It's really romantic. And it also just kind of shows that humans need that human connection. They need community. They need someone to talk to or someone to listen. And so I think that podcasts or YouTube videos or TikToks or even just posting on Instagram with a specific quote is a really good way to connect to people 
whether they're, you know, internet friends from across the country or someone on the other side of the world or someone even in your same town that you see every day. I think that social media is a really cool place to be vulnerable and a really cool place to express yourself and tell people how you feel because it's really hard to do sometimes. I'm really excited about this podcast. This first episode is just going to be kind of short and I'll probably end up posting video versions as soon as I get a mic and a good enough camera and I'd really like to set up a little podcast studio but it's a little difficult because I don't have the resources right now but this is just like a short little intro video and if you watch it and you like it and you have things you want me to talk about leave a comment on my Instagram or or leave a comment on my YouTube channel and let me know what you want me to talk about because I have a lot of ideas and I really want this to be very fruitful for everyone involved, whether it's just me, whether it's listeners, whether it's a random person who just found this random podcast, but I'm really excited about it. So thank you for listening and stay tuned for another episode next week. Bye!